Hello, hello. Welcome back. Uh, I am going to start by just saying I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. I am so, I'm like in this weird position trying to record. And the, the problem is my desk with all the recording equipment and the bench that I sit on and the microphone, it's not like, it's not lined up optimally for me to sit up straight ever. So I end up doing this weird, like either hunch over or like lean thing. It's just, it's not cute. It's not ideal. It's slightly uncomfortable. So if you hear a lot of shifting and scooching and just weird background noises, that's exactly what it is. I apologize in advance, but we're just going to roll with it because, hi, here we are at two episodes in a row. I'm really proud of myself for this. I did not, like, I I had so much more free time when I launched this um, in June of, was it June or July? June of last year, I launched it on my birthday. And... I had so much more free time at that point. So it was like, you know, committing to an episode a week was like nothing. I could record, I could edit quickly. I like was doing YouTube at first. And, you know, now it's just a matter of um, managing my time a little bit better. But we're getting better at it. You know, everything takes an adjustment. This is such a like massively huge that's redundant year for me in a lot of different ways and I was looking at the little like 2023 rebrand thing I did um back I think I did it in December of last year when I was like I need to be very intentional with what my goals are this year and I need to break them down into like a monthly a monthly um kind of series of bullet points where I'm like, okay, January, my focus is this because I have these things going on and this is where I'm going to travel and this is what my energy is going to go to. And like, these are the things I need to plan ahead for. And I am pretty on track with all of it minus like one thing, but it's okay. We're doing really good. But I was looking at the rest of the year because I went into March and was like looking at what I'd written down for March and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a very, very delicate balancing act with giving the proper attention and energy to everything. But it's all really positive things. And that's what matters. Like at the end of the day, everything that my energy has to go to is really, really good. So for me, it's worth it to kind of push my limits a little bit and sacrifice some short-term comforts for a long-term gain. And that's kind of, well, I didn't even mean to do that, but that's a really good segue into what we're going to be talking about today. Cause I, for the longest time, I'm like, I'm realizing all of these different things that I kind of had to figure out on my own. And I think that this topic will really resonate with you. If you are someone who grew up in Um, maybe not even like a traumatic upbringing or like maybe you didn't have something traumatic happen to you, but this can happen even if you grew up in like a great family who, you know, you guys did okay and everything on paper seemed really good, but you have a limiting belief or scarcity or um, something happened to you that kind of created this block and that's really like this is something that I had 
a lot of challenges figuring out how to navigate because I, most of you know by this point, like had just a really, really sad and traumatic childhood. And I'm so, so grateful that I'm here today and I'm doing well and I'm happy and like everything is really good. But for a long time, I had this almost expectation that because so many bad things have happened to me, that I was just, I always needed to be on guard for the next bad thing. Like I always needed to be ready for whatever was going to happen. And I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, It's not, it's not like, how do I put this? Okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a big block if it's not utilized in the proper way. And this is where kind of understanding and recognizing these things and being able to call them out is you controlling them and not them controlling you. So, you know, I was born into like a broken home. My parents divorced really early. Um, and not only did they divorce, but like they absolutely hated each other. And it was like two totally separate worlds. Like I was in the the conservative, like Christian cult at my mom's house. And then like at my dad's house, it was like just no rules, like total live in life, however you felt like without any consequences. And there was abuse. And it was like, I, I was so unsure of, you know, what to do or what to expect. I never could really read, um, what I was walking into. And instead of being able to enjoy my life as a kid, I had to kind of always be expecting something bad to happen. And I always had to be expecting myself to like turn and change and morph into who the other parent wanted me to be. And that was my entire childhood. And then, you know, going through like all of the trauma and the abuse that I had and then going to my teen years and then having like just a really dysfunctional relationship with my with my family with my stepdad with the the activities I was involved in like there was just so much that it always felt like something was going wrong like every time I started to do something new um as I started to grow up, as I started to change, like as I started to have friendships and have relationships. And it was, it was like every time I felt like I was going to get something good, that's just kind of a natural progression of growing up and going from a child to a teen to an adult, something bad would always happen. And that carried on into adulthood when I was married and we you know, had all of these exciting things in our lives. And then I would find something out and it would be like, I just had a a continuous life for 20 something years. That was just like, you can't ever get excited about something because something bad is always going to come along and take it away from you. And what happens when you see this, these patterns kind of play out through the course of your life is you almost start to manifest that happening even though it's not what you want. And what I, what I mean when I say that is it's an act of self-sabotage when you start to 
try to get out of that situation. You almost keep yourself back through different patterns and different behaviors and different mentalities. And I'm going to deep dive into, you know, exactly what that's looked like for me. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you if you have a similar situation where you grew up in some dysfunction or you grew up where your family was great, but like there wasn't always enough money and you were aware of that, or you grew up seeing or experiencing just like dysfunctional relationships. Maybe it didn't come from your family, but maybe it was friends. Maybe it was other family members. I mean, no one has made it through life without some kind of struggle. So I think in some facet, everyone can kind of relate to this in their own way. So for me, you know, it was kind of a a whole run of things. And mine really turned into a scarcity mentality and a mentality of you can't ever relax into something good because something bad is going to happen and take it away from you. And it took me, I would say, into my very late 20s, early 30s to, to really recognize that that was what it was, that it was purely these, see, I got a shift already. <laughs> That it was purely these, these, you know, brain patterns of, hey, every time we've gotten something good, it's been taken away from us, or it hasn't been what you thought, or um, something bad has happened right after. So you can't ever really relax. You always need to be on guard. You always need to be prepared for the worst case scenario because the worst case scenario keeps happening. And it's so crazy how you don't even realize that that is a subconscious pattern. You don't even realize that that is the the projection that your brain is going to continue to play out. And what happens is when these patterns are developed early on, your brain actually seeks out ways to continuously prove itself right. Your subconscious is continually continuously seeking out different things that are that are evidence as to what it already believes and what patterns are already formed. So let's say for example, Um, you have struggled with relationships and that pattern was formed early on in a relationship that you experienced. um, Let's just keep it pretty status quo and say, you know, from your, from one of your parents or from both of your parents. And the pattern is that relationships don't last or um, I'll actually, you know what? I'm going to use one of my specific ones here. This is a fun one. I've got a lot of different sabotage patterns I've had to unlearn, but this was probably the first one I really, really noticed. So I grew up with this mentality from my stepfather and my father both. And honestly, almost every man that I had seen in my life contributed to this pattern where I believed that all men were. Um, awful, just horrible. And all they wanted to do was use you. And they didn't care about you as a person. They viewed you as an object. They viewed you as inferior to them. They viewed you as something that was there to serve them and their needs. And you are, you were inherently as a woman subservient. A lot of this was ingrained from the indoctrination that I experienced in the church. And a lot of it was a personal story that had played out in my life where my body and my my innocence and everything about me wasn't mine to give to somebody. It was it was taken from me. 
And so I grew up believing that men inherently are just selfish, self-serving, single-minded individuals that lack actual compassion and care and empathy and heart and and love and all of those things I genuinely believed it because all of the evidence throughout my whole life had been that that was true had been that men just brought abuse because they viewed you as something to serve them and that continued to play out into the the partners that I chose subconsciously because what was happening was even though I didn't want that to be my story, I didn't know anything different. So I was actually attracted to and chose partners who exemplified that over and over and over again. And I was sitting there writing the ending of the same story every time and saying, I knew it. I knew it. They're all the same. They're all the same. All they do is use you and abuse you and then leave. And I was so convinced that every man was like this because my subconscious was continuously selecting partners who fit this bill. It was not a conscious choice, but those were the people that I was attracted to because that was the story that I believed in my head. And it's so crazy how you can say you want something, but saying and thinking it consciously isn't enough. You have to do the subconscious work to reframe that mentality and break those patterns. So I'm going through, you know, dating really post-divorce and I'm seeing these same patterns play out where whenever I would meet somebody who... This is this is so funny to say now. I would meet people who were great, who were really nice, who, you know, checked all the boxes and they were so nice that there was no there was no thrill of them being, you know, selfish and and abusive. And I was like, "Oh, I just I don't know. I just don't feel that spark. You know, I don't feel that thing." And what I didn't know was that the spark was just my my body and my emotions telling me this is dangerous this is scary but i interpret it as the spark that is always played out in the movies and the romance books and the you know i always thought that i was going to have one of those stories where he would change for me and one failed marriage and a dozen uh not so great relationships later i can tell you that does not happen They don't change for you. People don't change for anyone else. They really just change for themselves. And that's actually how it should be. You shouldn't change based on what someone else wants from you. You should change on who you actually want to be because that creates the lasting change. Other people can influence. Other people can um, show you, you know, a better way to live so that you feel inspired to take your life to the next level and to elevate and to do better by yourself. But I was over here living in my delusional little fantasy world thinking that if I could be enough for them to love me so much that they would change for me, it somehow would 
play out the story differently than what I had experienced as a kid. It was just that same pattern playing out because it was familiar and my subconscious was trying to finish the story in a way that wasn't so painful. And once I realized that, once I actually took accountability for this and stopped saying, oh, well, every guy is just awful. Like they all are the same. Everyone just does the same thing. And I stopped saying that and I actually took accountability that there was something in me, something within my subconscious, something within my desires that was attracted to these people and likewise attracted these people. That was when I actually started to see a change. That was when I recognized what it was. And I was able to stop sabotaging my own happiness. And I was able to actually lean into my desire for a healthy, fulfilled relationship. And that sounds so, so much more simple than it was. It was not that easy. It was not like I had an aha moment and then just went, oh my God, okay, everything's good now. Like I'm I'm just gonna, the next nice guy I meet, I'm just gonna like lean in. Everything's gonna be great. Dude, no, no, no. I had so much uncomfortable work to do. Recognizing it was the first step. Recognizing that that's exactly what it was, was the first step. And I still, to this fucking day, struggle with it. Like I still have moments where Nick and I will be in a disagreement about something that's not serious at all. But my subconscious, my my painful patterns will start rearing up and being like, bitch, see, he's exactly the same. He's exactly the same as all the others. And he's not. He's absolutely not. Like he is a gem of a human. But my subconscious will say, well, he did this and your stepdad used to do the same thing. And you don't like that. And he's just like everyone else. And I'm like, oh my God, can you shut up? Can you stop? Can you stop trying to sabotage this good thing that I have here? Because it is a choice. It's a choice to recognize those patterns. And the more you recognize them, the easier it gets to notice when they come up. Recognize those patterns. And you can either let it play out the same way it's always played out and stay exactly where you are. Or you can say, I'm going to actually communicate and I'm going to actually step forward and and communicate from a place of openness and vulnerability and, and share with this person, you know, how this makes me feel and let them into what I'm experiencing right now and own it as, hey, this is something that like I'm still really struggling with. I just want to let you know my reaction is it's not about you. It's about me and I'm sorry. And when you can start to do that, when you can start to change those patterns and give your brain new ones to go off of, that the story is different, that this person is different, that it's not the same thing repeating over and over and over again. Once you start making those conscious actions, that is when your subconscious starts to change. That is when you stop sabotaging and start attracting and stepping into what you actually want. And I just used 
one of my own patterns as an example, but that was just one of them. There were like five others that I was like, oh my God, my life is going to suck forever if I don't fix this stuff. And you can see that in in so many different avenues of your life. You could see it with what you believe you deserve from everything, from everything, from not just relationships, but from friendships, from your job, from your life's work, from your day-to-day, from your fulfillment, from your money. There's so many things that are dictated by your subconscious And if you don't recognize those unhealthy patterns that you may have developed that are still playing out, you're going to stay stuck. So what are some steps you can take? The first step is to just notice the pattern. What is something in your life that you want that you don't currently have? And why don't you have it? What what is in your way that is keeping you from getting it? I'm gonna venture that 90% of the time, it's probably you. It's probably you, something you're doing or not doing, some way you're keeping yourself stuck, something you're continuously saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. That other person's doing it better. It's already being done. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I don't have the support. I don't get all of that out. That's not you. That is you trying to keep yourself stuck. For what? What? Why? Why does that thought process exist in your head in the first place? When did that pattern first form? Was it because you had a coach at one point when you were a kid that told you you weren't good enough? Is it because you were comparing yourself as a kid to your older cousin who was better than you in in every way or your brother or your classmate or I mean when did it first originate once you can pinpoint what it is exactly you're sabotaging and really when it started when was that first moment that you started to know this pattern was formed that's when you start to take your power back that's when you start to take control over your life and over how it's going and you can get out of your own way So the first step is to identify when did this pattern start and what prompted it? And be really honest with yourself, guys. It's just you. You already know all of this about you. It's hard to admit it. It's hard to admit that you're responsible for a lot of the things that you have had happen and a lot of the things you haven't had happen. But once you can get really honest with yourself and admit it, and recognize that you have some work to do there, everything else gets a little bit easier. The hardest step is is identifying and admitting it to yourself. So that's the first step. Identify where that pattern came from in the first place. The next step is to make yourself so uncomfortable by recognizing when those patterns come up and talk yourself through moving differently through them. It is so easy to repeat patterns. It's so easy because it's already ingrained in your subconscious. It's like like if you are someone like me and you talk with your hands, you don't think 
about talking with your hands. You don't think I'm going to move my hand up with this inflection in my voice. You just do it. It's so ingrained into your subconscious. You don't even recognize it because it's a pattern that you've learned over your entire life and you've spent your whole life continuing this pattern. So it is hard to recognize when you're doing it and it's challenging to to move differently. It's challenging to make yourself uncomfortable. It's challenging to push yourself. That was really loud. (laughs) I'm really close to the mic. It is challenging to push yourself. It is challenging to recognize, oh my God, I'm doing it again. I just did it five minutes ago. I'm already doing it again. What the hell? Why can't I? It's okay. It's going to be really frustrating at first, but it's like a muscle. Every time you recognize it, you're working it out a little bit more. And it's uncomfortable when you're working out because you're tearing that muscle. But when you recognize it and you start tearing that muscle a little bit more each time, you can build it up stronger. You can build it up in a different way. The teardown is uncomfortable, but the more you recognize it, the easier it gets the easier it becomes to say, oh my God, I'm doing this pattern again. Okay, all right, stopping myself, taking a deep breath. And what would the best version of me do here? Would he or she react and start throwing a tantrum and saying, well, this is how it always goes. Every time I I get some money, I can't freaking manage it. Every time something good happens, something bad happens with it, you know, bad things come in threes. Like what are the stories that you continuously tell yourself and how can you stop dead in your tracks, make yourself uncomfortable and say, this is not what I want to believe. This is not actually what I do believe. This is just the pattern that's existed for my entire life. But it starts with you actually recognizing and admitting these things and wanting to make the change. If you don't want to make the change, don't listen to this episode. (laughs) Turn it off right now because this is not for you. This is for people that want to take accountability and want to take responsibility and say, I don't care what it takes. I'm so tired of living this way because that was me. That was the point I got to where I was like, I don't care anymore. I am clearly doing something wrong. I got my ego totally out of the way. I was so stripped down and I said, I I will do anything. I will do anything to stop this because I don't want to keep breaking my own heart by choosing people that I'm trying to force to be something they're not. I'm choosing people that I know are never going to choose me. And it's okay. We're not aligned. But as soon as I started recognizing that and I started talking to myself differently and I started questioning those thoughts when they came up and I started really, really looking at who people actually were and what I actually wanted and am I excited by them because I'm actually attracted to them or am I excited by them because they represent the same thing that I've always done for my whole life? And once I recognized that, they actually became less attractive. It, it was funny. It was funny because I remember talking to one of my girlfriends about it. She was like, oh my God, this is so not your type. I was like, yeah, I know, tall and toxic. I just, 
I, I can't do it anymore. But it's true. It's true. I recognized I wasn't even ever really attracted to those people. It was just that they represented something that I was actually never going to have. They represented a storyline that I wanted to happen with my family that was just never going to happen. They represented a storyline where I was never abused and they represented a storyline where somebody would love me enough to change for me and to give me the love that I deserved and I needed. But that was never going to happen. They were never going to be that. That's not real. So instead of trying to play out that story, that that ludicrous, non-existent, never-will-happen kind of story, why not just pick someone who already is going to choose me, who already is going to love me, and who already is going to give me the relationship and the connection and the depth and the care and the vulnerability and the understanding and the gentleness that I deserve. And that's the third thing you need to do in order to stop self-sabotaging and get out of your own way. Number three, you need to just do it. Nike, please don't sue me. Just, Just move forward in a different way. It is going to feel weird. It is going to be uncomfortable, but you cannot create change without action. You cannot create forward movement without actually moving yourself. If you are getting in your own way with something and you know exactly what I'm talking about, as you're listening to this right now, you know exactly what you've been getting in your own way about. You know exactly what you've been wanting to change that you've been sabotaging. If you are in your own way about something, you know what it is, you've identified it, you've recognized where it came from, and you are noticing those patterns, you have to move differently. If you are in your own way about something that you've wanted to start, a project you've wanted to start, um, a business that you've wanted to start, a, (laughs) a podcast you've wanted to start, if you are in your own way about something that you know you need to change, to live as the happiest, highest, most fulfilled version that you can be, actually just doing it is one of the best ways that you can stop self-sabotaging. Does not mean, again, that it's going to be a breeze from there on out. It's not. It's continuous work. But it gets easier when you start talking yourself through it and saying, "I, I deserve this. I deserve to have the things that I want. I deserve to get out of my own way. I deserve to change these patterns so that they don't repeat and go on and continue to rule my life. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to the end of my life and have regrets. That is probably one of my only fears is that I will get to the end of my life and say, I wish I had. I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm so much more at ease with being uncomfortable and changing and growing and pushing myself to call myself out of my shit and and have that in turn give me that beautiful, blissful, fulfilled life that I'm constantly working towards. 
And you know what? If I give it my all and it still doesn't work out the way I wanted, at least I tried. At least I gave it everything I could. At least I know I loved myself enough to get out of my own fucking way and attempt to give myself everything I wanted. At least I know I tried. But I've seen it happen too many times in my life to not believe that I'm going to get everything I want in this lifetime. Because every single time I have called myself out on my shit and I've recognized when I've been sabotaging and I've been standing in my own way and I've been trying to play out these old stories that have plagued my family for generations. Every time I stand up and become the cycle breaker, it starts to happen for me and it keeps playing out in my favor. I've seen it happen so many times now with so many things. There's evidence of it everywhere. Everywhere I look, I can see where I have broken the cycle within myself. And the harder cycles are the ones that have been in your family for generations. But that's why you're listening to this. Because you know that something in you is different. And it's okay. And it's good. It's for the better that you recognize these things and you love yourself and your family or your future family or your partner or your future partner or your friends or your future friends. You love all of these connections and the connection you have with yourself enough to say, I'm not going to repeat these same toxic patterns that keep me stuck. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to stop self-sabotaging. I'm going to enact these changes and I'm going to create that incredible, beautiful life that I want. I'm going to get out of my own way and I'm going to move forward differently in a way that actually gives me everything that I want from this life. Um, <laughs> I almost started crying. Oh my God. Yeah. That's all I got, man. That's <laughs> that's it. I felt like that was a, a book passage or something. Yeah. Um, listen, I love you. I'm here for you. I support you. If you feel like you are doing this 100% alone, we could have never spoken. We could have no idea who each other is. I don't care. I support you. If you are listening to this, I support you you i see you you have a cheerleader over here i i will be there if no one else is someone you can talk to about this if no one else sees the work that you're doing if no one else gets how hard this is for you i do i know how hard it is but you can do it there have been so many people that have done it before you there will be so many people who do it after you because because it's important and because you deserve it. Guys, I love you. I uh, want to thank you for listening to this. Um, I hope this is helpful. And I hope, if nothing else, you feel really encouraged to move forward in a different way. I will catch you next week. <laughs>